And we are back with the real Mark Bagwell, a wrestling docuseries, Jerry Hood, chosen lawyer. We're here to talk wrestling and everything Mark Bagwell, the life and times of Mark Bagwell, and the people that he wrestled with. As promised last week, Mr. Jerry Hood, I said we're going to talk about one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Let's and do it. That wrestled with Marcus Alexander Bagwell, Buff Bagwell. And with his overrated or underrated, when you think of the greatest wrestler of all time, who immediately comes to your mind? I saw this on the segments, and uh, nobody led on to let me know who it was going to be. And I, I read it, and uh, popularity? Greatest of all time. Everybody's going to say Hulk Hogan. Stop right there. Of course it's Hulk Hogan. Okay, I, uh, I got one right. Yes. <laughs> when you think of professional wrestling and you think the greatest of all time, if you were anywhere between the years 1982 to 2000 something, it's the Hulkster Hulk Hogan. Now, it's funny about Mr. Hulk Hogan because I went back and watched some of the archives on him and very few people realize, you know, so many people think that Hulk Hogan came up in the WWF as Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan running wild. But Jerry Hood, Hulk Hogan did not start in the WWF. He did not even start as a babyface. Did you know this? I did not. Um, bring it. So, back in the day, how did the WWF, WWF do so well in the 1980s? Very, very simple. They stole a whole bunch of talent from the AWA. So you had the American Wrestling Alliance, AWA, you had the NWA, and the WWF. Vince McMahon takes over for WWF from his dad, Vince Sr. And there's a whole bunch of great wrestlers over in the AWA, including Andre the Giant, announcer Mean Gene Okerlund, and this heel, Hulk Hogan at the time. So the Hulkster was a bad guy. He wore dark shades and he used to yell at the mic and he was very, very mean. They bring him over to WWF and they create this babyface persona who takes down the horrible Iron Sheik, who was really a placeholder between Bruno Sammartino and Hulk Hogan. You cannot have a Hulk Hogan facing Bruno Sammartino as two babyfaces. So you got to bring the Iron Sheik who spits on the American flag and how much he hates America and America puh. And you bring in Hulk Hogan, Madison Square Garden, and the legend is born. Whether you like Hulk Hogan or not back in the day and his wrestling skills or lack of wrestling skills, if you think about it, what did he have? Basically, boot to the face, leg drop, one, two, three, the end. Most boring moves humanly possible. But the charisma when Hulk Hogan came out to the ring was undeniable. I remember back in the day, this would have been late 80s, I believe, if not mid. I would say late 80s. I wow. got to see a match where Hulk Hogan teamed up with Macho Man Randy Savage as the Mega Powers and brought to the ring by Miss Elizabeth, and they faced off against Ted DiBiase and whoever his partner was at the time. When Hulk Hogan comes out and Real American plays in the background, people went bananas, like absolutely bananas. Greatest baby face of all time. Inspired everybody. And, you know, you just, you wanted him to kind of lose, but he, you know, he just, he held on to that belt forever. Like you watch Roman Reigns now, and Roman Reigns has had the belt now, what, over a year, close to two years. 
And you don't see these reigns anymore of a champion. That's what that was Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan didn't have to wrestle every single week. He was just there. But then a funny thing happens to Hulk Hogan. You know, he comes over and he goes over to WCW, which used to be the NWA, by the way. And mm -hmm. they're not responding to Hulk Hogan anymore as much. They're like, I'm tired of this shtick. It's boring. It's not exciting. I want to cheer for bad people, not good people. This is not doing it for me. And Hulk Hogan, right to the la very last second, when they proposed him to be the mystery member of the NWO, didn't want to ruin his legacy. He's like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He agreed to do it. Dyes the beard black. Spray paints the belt, NWO. And Hollywood Hogan is born. Saved his career. Created one of the greatest factions ever. If Sting, who was the backup person to the NWO, would have come in, no way the NWO was as popular as it is. Hulk Hogan makes, Hollywood Hogan makes that faction. So when you look over his body of work, never mind the politics and the BS and everything that he did, you know, and, and he, he went and manipulated everywhere where he went. I think there's no doubt about that. He goes to TNA, pulled the same stuff as he did in WCW. But when I told you who's the greatest of all time, your first reaction was Hulk Hogan. So today's question, and I ask all the fans, subscribe, notification bell, do it right now. We need your opinions immediately. Is Hulk Hogan overrated or underrated? I know my opinion. Jerry Hood, cousin to Buff Bagwell, wrestled with Hulk Hogan in the NWO. What's your take on the Hulkster? Overrated or underrated? Underrated. I honestly believe underrated. Uh, just, I guess it depends on who you ask. Um, uh, coming up. Hulk Hogan's idea, Terry Hogan, his idea is Terry Bollea. Yeah, Terry. I always say Terry Hogan just because, you know, just Terry to begin with. So Terry, he, uh, his idea in conjunction with the WWF was to get everybody on board, mom, dad, kid, kid for five years old to love the Hulkster and follow him for the next 10 to 20 years. And some, of course, you know, progress and follow it more than that and kept going. And it didn't matter at that point, underrated or overrated. You, if you followed him, you followed him. It's almost like NASCAR. If you follow Dale Earnhardt Jr. and he's driving for Budweiser today, and I'm not a NASCAR fan, so I don't know. And then tomorrow he accidentally drives for Home Depot you're still, even if you hate Home Depot and you love Jimmy, what's his name, for Lowe's, you're still going – it doesn't matter. And that's what happened. He just – the following was incredible. And in the ring was incredible. And everything that he did, it turned to gold. It didn't matter if he – you know, it, it, it didn't matter. The poses, the ripping it off. and Brother. Uh, yeah, and the brothers. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to uh, – to meet Hulk at uh, uh, the Omni back in the early 90s. And I'm thinking to myself, how big is Hulk Hogan? And do you really not? A lot of people, they think they see 6'3", 6 6'4", 6 6 220, or 240. Or, you know, I'm well over six foot tall myself, 225. I probably look heavier now on the screen, but... Uh, uh, the scale says 225, so I'm going to go with that. But uh, when I finally got next to Hulk Hogan and he grabbed my hand and Mark says, Hulk, I want you to meet somebody. It's my cousin. And, he, of course, he was like, oh, man, he stuck his hand out there. 
and he grabbed it. And it was like two hands grabbed my hand. And I've got some pretty big hands. I mean, and it was, I, I started to let go after a good shake. And he grabbed me back in and said, you know, where are you going? And it, he was huge. I, I looked like a, a midget next to him. Uh, little nothing person. Against the midget. Can, yeah, little, little person. Little Sorry, person yeah, nothing against, yeah. Nothing against the little person. And uh, yeah, the little people. And uh, uh just uh, again, still underrated. I don't really think it was overrated. I, I, I still think he could have kept going. And Russo's idea, uh, Bischoff's idea, the NWO, and then Hogan coming in, and Hollywood is born, and um, it just kept going and going and going. And I think if Vince McMahon could have joined WWE with WCW somehow and made it work that's why i'm saying underrated because i i feel like it could have kept going there's no it could have kept going but i don't i honestly and only vince mcmahon knows this shane doesn't know it triple h doesn't know it stephanie for sure doesn't know it is did vince really want to merge those companies or did he really want that one just to i'll pick and choose who i want and then everybody else can, you know, go. That's what it seemed like to me. And only Vince McMahon knows that. So I think we talked about it in the previous episode. There's no doubt about it. And if Vince was here right now, it's Vince. In many ways, you're a very smart man. But when it came to WCW, you're a very stupid man. And I will tell you why. It's it's like you don't like your next door neighbor. And you're like, okay, I'm going to buy my next door neighbor's house. Because he fights with me all the time and I don't like him. As soon as I buy it. And let's say he's got a two, three million dollar house. I bulldoze the house just to spite him. So I'm losing two, three million dollars of my money just because I'm sending a statement. Vince McMahon could have taken WCW, could have kept it going as a sister company, could have had competition, even though it's a real competition. It's like a telecom buying another telecom and they keep his two separate companies. It's really one company, right? And they could have kept so many of these wrestlers employed. Could have kept it as a different brand altogether. Would have been amazing. Instead of starting NXT or whatever the heck you want to do. He had a ready-made product. You have the history. You have all the videos. You could have milked this thing until the end of time. Merchandising. And he just buried it. And everybody that is associated with WCW buried them as much as possible. Just as a statement. Like very few survivors. The only one was Booker T. And there was something you saw in Booker T. He's like, I got to have Booker T. But otherwise... Everybody who ever touched and was a WCW person for life, think about Sting, how he brought him in, got injured. His career was pretty much over at that point. Nobody fared well. If you were if you were a WWF guy or WWE later on, went to WCW, came back, it's okay. But if you were a WCW guy for life, like Buff, there was no chance. He had to send a statement. Ted Turner, all your boys, I'm going to piss on you and I'm going to show you. So Hulk Hogan was safe. Because he recruited him from the AWA. He made the Hulkster. I was just reading an article about this this morning, actually. Talking about... Uh, Bruce Pritchard was talking about uh, the Hulkster. And they, they Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan had this weird father-son type relationship. Even though their ages are not that far off. But Vince had this, like... I don't want to use a derogatory term as far as getting male excited about Hulk Hogan. But the man loved the Hulkster. Like, he loved the giant body, everything else. Like... He created a world built bodybuilding federation at one point. Like Vince himself was obviously on the juice and Jack. Nobody can deny that. So Vince loves those big bodies. 
So he loves Hulk Hogan. Like you would think if he recruited Buff Bagwell and the way Buff looked, like he was right up Vince's alley. Vince loves those Jack guys, you know? And he always liked Hulk, always given the opportunity. I mean, think about it. Hulk Hogan goes to WCW, almost buries them in the Monday Night Wars, and Vince still welcomes him back with open arms. So somehow Hulk was able to do it, but Hulk is special. I mean, like you said, you meet him, and I've never met the guy. I've seen him live before in, in, uh, in events. People don't get how big he is. Like, not just as a star, but he is actually big. When when you go back and watch the tapes, and I challenge you, Jared, go back and watch AWA uh, from the seventies and look at look up Hulk Hogan and see what he was like back when he started his career. He was huge. He was chiseled. Still had more hair even. And the man paid his dues. Listen, he worked in the independent circuits. He went to Japan. A lot of people don't know that. Before he made a really big in WWF, he toured in Japan, learned the craft in Japan, learned how to speak. I mean, the man's resume speaks for itself, but a lot of people insist that he is overrated. He was never a very good wrestler and uh, just never you know, got too much credit for what he is. And I'm going to say, listen, man, is wrestling about wrestling ability or is it about selling tickets and it's about the show? Because you could be the greatest technical wrestler of all time. You could be like Chris Benoit. You could be like Mysterio. I'm sorry. They're not selling out arenas. It's not going to happen. But when you hear All-American playing or Voodoo Child and Hulk Hogan comes out, you're on your feet and you're paying attention. What were the three commandments from Hulk Hogan back in the day when he was a babyface? Remember? I do not. Come on, Jerry Hood. (laughs) Trey. Training was number one. Train. Sure. Say your prayers. Okay. Eat your... Wheaties. Vitamins. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Wow. We're going to take, take away your wrestling I'm, fan card for that one. Everybody knows the Hulk Hogan commandments. Fan and being, a, you know, something wrestling. Uh, yeah, I know them all. I've seen them all. I've met them all. We've traveled together. I've... But as far as being a fan and watching it, I've, I've, I've watched some of it. But getting in depth sometimes, like you put, hit me right between the eyes right there, and I was I was lost. I um, I gave you another hand pitch. It was the easiest wow. one ever. It's all good. So I got to ask. I normally, hit, I normally hit home runs, but that time, uh, that time that was a strikeout. So I owe you one. <laughs> well, let me ask you this much. Knowing – Buff, Mark, as your cousin your whole life. What was his take on the Hulkster? How did he speak of him? What were their, what was their relationship like as they were working together? Oh, it was great. Uh, for sure, great. Uh, always spoke very – they both spoke very highly of each other, um, even before NWO. And then, of course, when the NWO Black was born, I guess, if you will, um, and Hulk kind of you know had his hand in you know, who's in, who's out – um again they just they they worked very well together um loved each other and it showed um nwo black and then uh them branching off and that was a i'm pretty sure you'd have to ask mark this and mark man he doesn't forget anything he's got his dad's memory but i think it was hulk hogan russo and bischoff's idea on breaking up and going to the red um and so i think that's that's that, but uh, influence, uh, being a wrestler, um, you, you pick somebody, and I guess, you know, I hear a lot of people say this as far as wrestlers, 
you, you oh, I like him. Ooh, I want to be like so-and-so. I want to be like Raven. I want to be like Rick Steiner. Or I'm built. I want to be like Scott Steiner. Not that Rick's not. You know, Rick's hard to – Rick's one of those ones like Brock Lesnar. It's like if you had to wrestle Rick Steiner, uh, Rick, what a great family, you know, friend he is. Uh, it'd be like wrestling a Volkswagen. Uh, he's just an old, burly, raw bone Michigan. I mean, just wow. Uh, he's grabbed me up several times, and uh, I don't think he can anymore, and he knows it. But uh, back, back 20, 30 years ago, whew, man. Again, like wrestling a Volkswagen, and oh, uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, he just thinks you know the, for sure the Hulkster Mark uh, got along very well all the time. Uh, it didn't matter what seniority was or who ranked where. Hogan always first class respect for everybody, and vice versa. So, and you see, like people need to go back to the archives and really think this through because one thing about Buff Bagwell is he was the most loyal foot soldier you could get in wrestling. In WCW, he did what he was told, when he was told. If he had to job for somebody, he did it. If he had to put somebody over, if he had to become a champion. But he did it always with grace. You know, He was always respectful of his opponents, did what he had to do. Like I went back and watched an old match of him against Goldberg, and you know he got squashed in two minutes. He did it with a smile on his face. He knew what he had to do. It's all good. I would have liked to see him in a program more with the Hulkster. Either them coming up as a tag team, like I love the Scotty Steiner tag team, and I've talked to you about that before. I think Hulk and Buff together would have been pretty cool. Hulk and Buff would have been a great tag team right there. And also, Buff turning on the Hulkster and them doing a feud, I think would have been pretty cool. Because at the end of the day, let's be honest, when Hulk is at that point, Buff would have been carrying him the whole match. Like Hulk is there, he comes out to the music, he's playing his belt guitar, but he ain't doing much out there anymore. Buff, at his age and his charisma, would have to carry that whole match. I think that would have been really fun to see. I think they could have used a greater program with that, but there was this mental block with WCW that they kept seeing Buff mostly in a tag team capacity. He was a great champion, five-time champion with five different guys. I could see him, he should have got the belt, the heavyweight belt, at least once on him. I think that would have been a good look. You, you've been so loyal to us this whole time. You worked your way up through the company. It would have been a great champion. The fans loved him. Like, go back and watch a Buff Bagwell, any WCW video. Look at the fans, and they have the signs out. Like, they went bananas every time Buff came out there for a reason. The fans loved him in WCW. But even just doing a, a thing where he was trying to get the belt off the Hulk, and Hulk would kept squashing him, would have been fun to watch also. But it wasn't in the cards for him, unfortunately. But on the bright side, if you think about how everybody was in the NWO at some point, Buff was one of the first. And not only that, if there's no black and white NWO in existence, I don't know if we ever see Buff Bagwell. Let's be honest. Because Buff only became Buff and turned as a heel as the NWO recruited him and turned on his partner, Scotty Riggs, and Goodbye American Males. We all loved it. It was fantastic. It was almost very mirroring the Shawn Michaels turn, right? When Shawn Michaels turned on Marty Jannetty, left the Rockers, and became the heartbreak kid. Very, very similar parallels. I never even thought of it that way until this moment, but it kind of hit me. And look at where Shawn Michaels and Buff Bagwell are at. Look at their bills. Look who they are. And Shawn Michaels became one of the greatest champions of all time. I think Buff should have gotten the same. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, he's happy with the career he had and thankful for WCW, uh, the money that he made and put back. Uh, very happy, but very loyal, very loyal. Um, he uh, did what they asked him to do. Um, if he didn't like the match or the call or the finish, of course, he was going to voice his opinion, and we get that very honestly. And um, he may want to go like Flair beating him, uh, David Flair beating him at the Georgia Dome. After you know that 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 old deal there was uh, that was a friggin' nightmare. But um, he uh, he did it, and he didn't always agree with it. But you're right; I don't think that we see. Uh, the NWO is not born, and then he's brought into the NWO. Kicks, kicks Scotty Riggs goodbye, and then uh, Nick Patrick gives him the label Buff. There's no Buff Bagwell. I think it's Stars and Stripes, or you know, or uh, it's American Males to the end of time, buddy. American American Males to the to the end of, until who knows what, or at that point, who knows, maybe. Uh, from there, he goes over and goes to the WWF or WWE. You know, it, it is, you know, you just don't know, but very well put on your part. We don't know Buff Bagwell and who he is if the NWO is never born. So, I get and the that. other thing I'm going to say, WCW, and we, we harp on it a lot, but it's true. You couldn't have WCW end at a worst possible time. This was in Buff's peak of his career. And I'm going to tell you, WCW is going, and they're still demolishing WWE at this point. Either WCW is signing him to a lifetime contract, or WWE is signing him, and they're going to get a bidding war. Like, he was the prototype guy for WWE to steal away to stick at WCW. But once WCW is done at that point, I mean, a lot of the wrestlers got screwed at that point because there's only one place to go now, and there's a lot less jobs out there. So, unfortunately, like we said, that's how the tables turned. I'm going to turn back to, to, to the Hulkster as we're wrapping up today's episode because you gave your vote. You said underrated. And I'm going to give you my vote on the Hulkster, underrated or overrated. There is no chance this man is overrated. He is completely underrated, and I'll tell you why. One simple answer. You can tell me all you want of his wrestling abilities and he held on too long and how he did in TNA. I don't care. Hulk Hogan does not come into WWF the way he did in the 1980s. Professional wrestling today as we know it is not the same. Hulk Hogan revolutionized the whole sports entertainment game. There was none of this. Vince McMahon hooked up to Hulk Hogan, and that's what blew up the WWF. Vince McMahon is not where he is today if not for Hulk Hogan. Like, they had a codependency relationship, and yes, he made him a lot of money, and he made him a lot of money. But think about where The Rock went, where John Cena went. Who started all this? It was Hulk Hogan. He goes and he's Thunderlips in Rocky, and then he's Mr. Nanny and whatever other crappy movies he made. But Hulk Hogan was the Hollywood guy. Hulk Hogan, in, in going into Rocky, AWA actually were going to terminate him or they suspended him or something along the line. They really screwed him because they didn't discourage it. Vince McMahon said, Hollywood? Yes, please. And brings him in. So Hulk Hogan is in Rocky before he comes in. Vince McMahon signs him. WrestleMania 1 is born. There's no WrestleMania without Hulk Hogan. So Hulk Hogan completely is the godfather of wrestling as we know it today. I mean, Ric Flair made his impact, Gorgeous George, Bruno Sammartino, not going to take anything away from them. But everything we know as far as coming to the cameras and yelling and lifetime champion and everything exploding, like Vince McMahon found his boy and it was Hulk Hogan. And that's where, to me, 
I don't know if you're going to agree or not as far as greatest of all time, but definitely underrated just because of the impact the man has made. And watch any video still at his day and age when he comes into an event or he's somewhere, people still lose their minds. It's Hulk Hogan, period. Period, the end. And Vince knows it. And Shane knows it. They all know it. So uh, underrated for you. I figured you'd go underrated. And, uh, you know, and that's fine. Um, but, Wow. What a ride. What a ride he's had. I mean, he's got uh, stories. If there's anybody who's got stories, it's him. And uh, they're still being written. And some of them were not so flattering. But you know what? Still the Hulkster. And uh, thumbs up to him. We're going to end today's episode with a little sneak preview for next week. So uh, next week, we're going to talk about an interesting topic as far as a mystery partner for Buff Bagwell back in the day. He's been with a lot of the greats, and we covered it before. Some of the greatest tag teams he's been a part of. The one guy I think he should have been partnered up with, I think would have been amazing, and it's not Hulk Hogan. So think about that. You have a week to think about it, Jerry Hood. We'll come back next week. Yeah. And who should Buff have been teamed with to make the greatest tag team of all time? We'll talk to you about it next week. A pleasure as always, Cousin Jerry Hood.